Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, July 22nd, and the PLL season is finally back. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, I'm Jordy from Barstool, and with me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic. Dukes, welcome back, and uh, now we start this second half of the season. How are we feeling this week? Good week. I'm glad that uh, the All-Star game's over. Um, that, that little lullaby of a game uh you know it's kind of weird I, I i hate this little like two to three week break that happens during this year you have so much momentum that gets kind of lost so like i, I kind of always say this every year i get it because you kind of got to give the players a little bit of a break let them get healthy you know maybe maybe enjoy the summer a little bit but yeah it's a little i'm i'm, I'm happy to be back talking lax on this uh on this great podcast top 100 podcast it is like I don't like you, you almost forget about like what happened in the first half of the season. Like we already had five weeks of the season go by and like, yeah, like, like Jeff T and the Atlas were just running through teams. Uh, I mean, the Chrome got off to a super hot start. Uh, obviously the whip snakes, they didn't look dominant, but they got the job done for the most part. Um, so it's like, like all that, feels like forever ago mm-hmm. and it's and it's really only been well i guess it's been three weeks right because there are two weeks off and then we still have to wait yeah so it's been you know it's been about close to three weeks um and it's just like so much could change over those few weeks like like you said you know teams build up momentum nothing really kills momentum quite like having 18 days off uh a team like the chaos start the season one and four yeah, exactly. Who knows? Maybe they come out of the gates flying uh, in, in the second half of the season. They have their full roster. Yeah, maybe they get some coffee in them. Oh, uh, I was cooling off my head. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, maybe they just come out and, and they're buzzing to start off the second half. So it is like it's a bizarre thing because it's it's two completely different seasons like you kind of you know other other leagues around like you know the nhl the nba or the mlb it's like yeah like you have an all-star break but you also had like a million games leading up to that and you still have like a million more to go um this one it's it's pretty cut and dry you've got a one week that's five or one season that's five weeks long and then the second week that the second Jesus Christ, I can't even talk. Uh, the second season that's five five weeks long. So, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, dude, but you mentioned, yeah, that All-Star game. We got to talk about All-Star games in general, across all sports. Like, I, I can't tell you right now. Maybe the Home Run Derby's cool. I don't know. I, I didn't watch it. I, I, I know that uh, Kyle Schwarber it's got cool. robbed by the, by, yeah. by the ESPN counters, cool. ESPN lies. Like, the Home Run Derby, like, that's cool. But, like, the actual MLB All-Star game – like that probably sucks to watch, right? So my only thing on that is that they, I feel like they have something to play for. Well, like if you're a contending team, like you're the Yankees and you have Yankees players playing in that game, I think the motivation is you get home field advantage for the World Series. So you got like the, if the AL wins, the AL gets the home field advantage for the World Series. If the NL wins, they get the home field advantage. But like with lacrosse, I mean, we, we can be real about it. I mean, it's definitely more like – what do I think that they – PLL All-Star game, we should waste a spot for our ESPN sp- spot. Like, not at all. I think that's a waste of space. I think you have to be a real lax lover to want to watch the PLL All-Star game. And secondly, what's the motivation? Why, why, why would these guys get up to play? Like, a little bonus check maybe, but how about we make that bonus check? Like, oh, if you reach, I don't know, like – a point prop like if Matt Ramos point prop for the game is like three and a half and then he gets four he gets an extra bonus and like oh if you have a save percentage over 60 percent then like you'll get another bonus check like make it maybe like monetarily to like let these guys have a little bit more extra motivation like I, I don't know how fiscally responsible that would be or how realistic that is but like is that not a terrible idea that's, that's for the nerds to figure out yeah exactly. um no but like yeah like you like there's just really no so like you, you look back on like why all-star games started in the first place it's like you like go back to like the 70s or whatever and it's like the only time like you got to like watch like your team in your city play like and obviously i'm not talking about lacrosse here like i'm talking about just like sports in general it's like you would like watch your team and then you know you'd be able to see like 
you know, you, you'd go to the games where like a big star on an, on an away team would come into town. But for the most part, like you don't get a chance to like watch all the star players. So like the all-star game was like your chance to like, you would read about them in the newspaper, but you never got a chance to like actually see them. You get to watch like the all-star game. It's like, you're watching those guys for like the first time. So like one now, like that we're living in the age where you can watch literally anything at any time, anywhere. It's like all-star games across all sports, I think are like the most pointless thing in the world. Like the NHL all-star game, nobody gives a shit. The pro ball, nobody gives a shit. NBA all-star game. I don't know. NBA fans are weird, but I can't imagine that most people actually give a shit. Um, So like all-star games all across sports suck. And like, I think that it's, it's time for more people to realize that, but then you make it even worse, like the PLL where it's like all the, like all these players are in the same location every single week anyway. Like, it's not like, yeah, you know, it, it's not like, oh, like I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, a team in Charlotte, um, but there's a really good player on Long Island and I wasn't able to make it you know, to that game, to see them in person. And like, now I get to go and see them in person. It's like, no, like they're always all together in the same city anyway. So bringing the best talent all together to the same city for one weekend is like, well, you guys do that every single week too. So um, I don't know. I, I only have the only thing that I'd really say that like in, so we're a little bit older and I feel like the all-star games are more catered to younger kids. Well, in the league in general is just catered to younger kids. So here's the reason that I would have it. One, if the PLL didn't have an all-star game, it would just give more voice to the losers in the sports center comments being like, not a real sport. You know what I mean? Like it would just like, you just kind of have, it's like one of those things where you just kind of have to have one. Like I'm sure if the pro bowl just got canceled and like that all-star game for the MLB got canceled, the PLL would be like, we don't need to do this. But like they want to be a legitimate league. So they have to have a legitimate all-star game. Third, that Paul Rabel highlight in the first PLL All-Star game when he did the Around the World went, like, pretty mega viral for lacrosse. So, like, it does give you the opportunity for some, like, a clip like that to go on SportsCenter, to go viral, blah, 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 blah. Now, let's talk about the competitions, okay? Let's talk about the competitions. The game's just always been, like, meh. I think that the freestyle competition is the stupidest thing in lacrosse, like, ever. Like, Mikey Powell won it for generations in like 2006 in that USA jersey when he did the back, like the front flip. Like we don't need to have the freestyle anymore. Like he, he wanted. You, you should day. have to have before the freestyle competition, you should have to submit what you're going to do. And if it doesn't even come close to being as cool as the Mikey Powell front flip, which it probably yeah. never will, then everyone should be like, all right. Yep. Mikey, you want it again this year. Who jumped over the car? Uh, didn't Was that Seabold? I, I oh, thought- Paul. I thought the Ravel jumped over yeah. a car. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that was also pretty cool. But then like, I, I kind of do like, I do kind of like the new, like I like the accuracy competition. I like the goalie challenge and I do like the fastest shot competition. I think it's just- I have one bugaboo with the fastest shot competition. I can't get excited for a guy winning fastest shot with a long goal. I, I don't, I, I don't hate that whatsoever that kind of goes though yeah no i don't i don't hate that at all i think i I think if jared newman hit 118 with the short pole i'd be like that is sick like that dude is a maniac i think you do that with a long pole you you lose me a little bit on it okay so you're gonna have to help me out with physics or something right now right so it's it's my specialty so i can't wait for this so if you're a long pole shooting from 15 can we get shorties to shoot from 10 or is it the same speed uh joe keegs i know you're in the (laughs) chat right now uh i mean I'd i'd have to imagine okay so yeah it would probably be the same speed right distance effects well no but but like I don't even know if it's like the distance that's traveled as the amount of like, I don't know if torque is the right word that I need to use, but like the amount of like leverage that you can get on the shot with the long pole. So it's not even like, it's like traveling, like the distance that it's traveling, like you're just able to put way more on it with, you know, you crank that pole all the way back. You're going to be able to get a whole lot more on that than a short stick. I think that that's that's where it loses me. 
also Jake for just for people to remember, Jake Ricaro did win it last year. He had the world like he had he shot like 117, 116 with a shorty. Did so he like, win it last year or yeah. was it? I thought yeah, he that he won. shot, but I, I thought that he didn't have like the fat. I, I don't know because I didn't really watch, but what I remembered was like Jared Newman hit like 117 to get into the final, but then Jake Ricaro won the final like without shooting faster than that. I could be wrong. So you're saying it was okay. So you're you're saying that it's COVID year doesn't count. It, it was it was a Mickey <laughs> it was a Mickey Mouse fastest shot. I could yeah. be wrong. I don't know. Maybe Little like Mickey. there's yeah. I don't know. Maybe someone's listening. Like no, in the car. Is, maybe someone's listening in their car right now. And like Jordy, just shut the fuck up. That's not how it went. But I, for some reason I, in my mind, it was like he won the fastest shot contest without having like the actual fastest shot of the contest. I guess my two the two other points that I would make. Or why does like why hasn't like a midfielder decided like oh I'll just use a pole for, pole for this competition? Well, because like you're not used <laughs> to like shooting with like I I feel like like if if I picked up a pole today like yeah. it would just feel like so weird. So like you probably have to like train a couple days of like shooting with a pole to really get used to it. And I don't think that anyone's like yeah the fastest the fastest shot contest is worth that time. Yeah. But again, if there's a bonus that you get yeah, and, and you don't even have to focus on accuracy, you know what I mean? That's the other thing is like, you're just going for power. And third, that th- my last point would be, does this mess up people's like shooting? Cause people say that they go in the home run derby and it messes up like their swing right after all-star break. So I wonder if we'll see some shooting slumps. Like I'd like to see like the Joe Keegs analytics, like this like prior to the, Fastest shot competition, and then after, like, how often do they hit cage? That's that's, that's a good one. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what I got. That, that's that's my that's what I that's what I bring to the table. I mean, I I, I feel like that was really just a uh, kind of like a spin zone for baseball players who suck at the home run derby to like not have to do it, and like kind of like the same way like LeBron doesn't do the uh, dunk contest dunk ever, like he. Like guys are like, no, nah, I don't want to do the home run derby. Like it's gonna mess up my swing for the rest of the season. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Like you weren't gonna win anyway. Wait, I think uh, I think it was Pete Alonso won like two, like 2019, and he said like, oh no, it, it's it messed it, like it for sure messed up my swing. And he's been in every single home run derby after that. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, I don't care about the team. I just want the attention. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean. Again, I'm probably a little bit more sour on this all-star game than like any before, just because obviously like watching a 33 to 13 game isn't going to be fun. Um, I do think it was hilarious that they, so our, our, our good pals at PMT, they came up with the bonus ball idea for this, uh, for this all-star game where in the final two minutes of each quarter, every goal scored would be worth double the points. So a, a one point goal would be worth two. And in theory, a two point, Uh, you know, two bomb would be worth four goals on the scoreboard. And it's like all they kept talking about on the broadcast. Every time we'd, we'd come even close to two minutes left, not a single four point goal on, on the day. So like they, they just, they were building up this, this magical, it was going to be the first four point goal ever scored in lacrosse history. It didn't happen. Never happened. I would love, what do you, what do you think about this for next year? Um, Just a three point line. Yeah. Or like a three point, like, give me like a three point, like circle. Like there's like, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Wait. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I, I, oh, 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 yeah. I like, I, like, I think they have them in like, uh, I, th- I think like the, like the globe trotters have like a, yes, like a four, four point, point yes. like circle. So it's like, you have to like get to that area on the field. You could do one for on, on a righty spot, one on a lefty spot. I I'm thought pretty- that they probably, I thought, they should probably, because like the NHL did something similar to this, and it kind of revitalized the All Star Game for just a bit. Um, but like, what if, what if the PLL went to sixes for the All Star Game? I've thought just about to, that just to make it something like a little bit different than what we're used to seeing. Instead of just seeing guys kind of jog around out there, throw some unnecessary behind the back passes to force the crease that no one catches, like. Give us something that's different. Play sixes in the all-star game. Um, Cause again, like w- once the NHL switched over to the three V three format, it was, it was cool for like a couple of years. Now they've done it for like a few years and now like 
I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to speak for everybody, but like, I'm a little bit tired of it, but like for those first couple of years, it was like, Oh yeah. Like, thank God. Like we have something new here to, to look forward to. So maybe, maybe move to sixes next year. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Tough, tough, uh, tough all-star game to watch at least. Uh, but now we maybe have for you. Maybe, that? Maybe, maybe it was tough for you to watch, but for a guy like me, I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that 33 to 13 beat down. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Every every, every <laughs> second. Of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. What's, better, what's better than watching a twenty goal blowout in an All Star game? <laughs> Where else would you rather? Oh, be? um, shout out to me for beating the two time shot uh, fastest shot competition guy. That is that is true. Um, so I mean, right now, like you you look around the league, and you know, especially you know, if, if you've got an All Star caliber goaltender like uh Kyle Burnlor who's just getting shelled in an all-star game and then you have a guy like Dukes on the street who just shut down the two-time fastest shot winner yeah I, I think uh, I don't know how much longer free agency is lasting in the PLL season before you, you know I, I feel like you probably have a couple more weeks before you have to get signed if you can still play in the playoffs keep that phone on maybe start answering some of those unknown numbers. Most of them are going to be scams, but you never know when it could be uh pseudo before we're going with uh, PLL's heading to Fairfield this weekend. Uh, I will be heading to Fairfield this weekend. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be doing the media access. I think me and my friend are just going to be enjoying some beverages in the stands. So maybe, maybe I'll start chirping some goalies, see if they're get real estate, maybe throw a punch at me. Maybe get suspended. Maybe their coach is hands forced and they have to sign me. So there's a couple options we got. Um, I will say that Andy Copeland will be hearing from me this weekend. Guy, yeah. Guy's been cowering for me all season. If, if there's one thing that we've learned throughout the history of the PLL, it's that uh, chirping goalies definitely always ends well and it never ends with someone getting their finger bitten off. Like maybe I say something like, hey, take yourself out, Blaze. Um, yeah. Some, yeah, maybe just <laughs> yeah. watch some film. Just, just really, to, really work on that Joker laugh. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just come up with some really natural, good original chirps to a goalie named Blaze Reardon. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, sp- speaking of you playing, so I, I think by the time that this episode is out, it'll already be over. Uh, but you and a bunch of the other Barstool guys uh, will be heading over to the to the island you guys will be on long island for a shootout for soldiers so this is uh we're recording this on wednesday you guys are playing tomorrow on thursday so it'll be over by the time everyone's listening uh not in cage though surprisingly you'll be uh playing out with assuming the pole uh so i mean how how are the legs feeling for probably the biggest lacrosse game of this upcoming week slash weekend yeah um, my, my legs are great. I've been hitting, hitting the West side highway, getting these legs going for miles and miles. People are calling me for a scump out there. Uh, look, I'm, I'm excited. I don't, I want, I hope that we can get like 15 people down there because maybe we'll get a little bit gas, but I'm going to have a shorty on me. I'll probably have like three goals two assists. I just wonder how many goals I'll have with the shorty and how many goals I'll have with the pole. Um, and if I get frisky and I score with both, maybe hop and goal real quick, try to go field to field. So I'm feeling good about tomorrow, but seriously, um, if you are on the Island, um, come to John Burns field to Massapequa should be a great time. We're playing at eight o'clock. Uh, and everyone's listening to this and it already happened, but even still, I'm going to put this out on YouTube. Okay. Okay. I'll put this out out on YouTube early. Um, so like, this is going to be like a very, very small percentage that like (laughs) sees this before five o'clock tomorrow. (laughs) Um, but yeah, come, come down. If you're in the area, I'll also tweet it out playing at eight o'clock um check the donation link uh, we'll have it on our bios uh that's at the crew stuff it's just a little small donation come on you're not going to donate 10 bucks you don't have 10 bucks on you cheapo if you don't have 10 bucks dm me i'll give you 10 bucks donate to the soldiers if you don't donate you hate you hate the troops so please please who please. um do you know who you guys are playing <laughs> it's gonna be so interesting right <laughs> like are we gonna play like the former mll all-stars are we gonna play you know, 35 year old Long Island dads who hate their kids and are just going to be wailing on us. Like you really don't know what you're going to walk yourself into, but we have some good ball players out there. Like we have a former MLL player that we work with, Steve Romano. Um, we have this guy, Petriolo, who played for Penn state defenseman. And then we got this guy, Billy football, who claims that he could potentially play for the water dog. So like we got talent out there. Dude, Steve is a, uh, that man is an athlete. Oh Yeah. Yeah, like, he, yeah, he's a 
He's a ball player. Dude is massive, can move for days, really solid lacrosse player. Um, pride of Hofstra. Yeah, and I think he's bringing some Hofstra guys down. Uh, I think that I saw him potentially uh, Penn State, Ryan Keenan might be playing tomorrow. I think that might be a name that's thrown out. He's friends with some of the guys. So, yeah, it should be fun. I asked, I asked uh, Will Perry to play. He's, he's still probably hurting from that uh, goalie challenge performance. Still, still probably trying to find all those balls that missed the cage. Yeah, he's still, still looking for them. But he, I guess he couldn't because of the player pool. But that, that would have been fun. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So I mean, that that's uh, it's going to be a good time. Hopefully, get some good content out of that. At the very least, it'll be raising a lot of good money for a, a great cause and for the troops. Uh, shootout for soldiers. Just a, a really great uh, event. So. Uh, yeah, again, if, if you find yourself in that window where you're listening to this or you're watching this on the YouTube right now, uh, and you still have time to make it over to long Island before the game gets going, uh, and enjoy yourselves and anybody else who's listening to this in the podcast form who already missed it. Uh, one congratulations Dukes on, on leading the team to victory. It was a, a heroic, heroic performance. Uh, and two, make sure that you guys, uh, get a chance to make it out to any shootout for soldiers events that come to a city near you. Uh, now coming to a city near Fairfield, Connecticut is week seven of the premier lacrosse league season. Uh, the sixth week of games, we have four games on schedule this weekend, uh, across Saturday and Sunday, pretty huge in terms of broadcast goes we've got uh three out of the four games will be available on espn 2 the deuce uh so starting off saturday 5 p.m uh we've got the redwoods taking on the atlas this is a rematch of week one uh where the atlas just came out and they curb stomped the redwoods 17 to 11 uh if you head over to the barstool sports book you can get the atlas on the line at minus two and a half uh money line we're looking atlas minus 200 redwoods plus 155 the over under on this one 23 and a half so i mean if you're going just based off of last game alone uh, I mean, it looks like, uh, looks like the, the back of the net's going to be filled early and often in this one. So we've got Redwoods and Atlas. Atlas looking to move to five and one. I mean, they're right up there with uh, the you know three teams sitting at four and one, uh, and they're one of them. Uh, three teams also sitting at one and four, and the Redwoods are one of them. So uh, tale, of, tale of two teams here. Do you think that we see a lot of what happened in the first half of the season, or do we see kind of a tale of two halves? for the season and uh, Redwoods finally starting to put some pieces together. I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I, it's so tough to judge what's going to happen out of this all-star break. I have a take. It's like, it's going to come across dumb, like most of my takes, but hear me out. What we thought the Atlas are like top three team in the league. No doubt about it in my mind. Very good. Are they somewhat disappointing? I know that sounds crazy sitting at four and one, but are they somewhat disappointing? Like efficiency with their offense, like with how good Baptiste is playing and how many possessions he's giving this offense. And I think how well can has been playing. They're not really like take like spreading out games. Um, I think they've had like a couple of close calls. I remember they played, I'm going to look up their schedule, but I remember the last game that they had before break when Baptiste got injured. Like if Baptiste isn't on this team, how good are the Atlas this year? And I know that's a big what if. You're saying what if you take away the big, the best face-off guy in the league right now. But I don't know. So, yeah, it was against the Chrome. Like, Baptiste won what, like 80? Like, I forget, I forget what he, he won the face-off battle. I forget what it really – or is the, Archer, the Archers game. Yeah. So, their last two games, were, they won both games by one goals. And in the Archers game, Baptiste won like 80% of the face-offs. So, I'm not saying that the Atlas will lose this game. All I'm saying is I think I think Redwoods plus two and a half is a stab to take at. Um, I think the Redwoods defense is on an upward trajectory. They've made the switch to Jack Kelly, who I think played amazing at sixes. Um, so, look, I, all I'm saying is if Jack Kelly gets his swagger back, you're getting a top two goal in the world back. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take a stab at Redwoods plus two and a half because – because why not? And because 
I don't know. Like, you just never know what's going to happen after this break, right? Like, you don't know what what how teams are going to play, how teams will continue either their upward trajectory or if they're still going to play like dog shit in the back half of the season. So I'll take the Redwoods plus two and a half, who I've been down on the whole year. Do we um do we know what the deal is with Baptiste? I, I know that he was. That's the other fucking thing. It's impossible to talk about these games because half the Atlas half the Atlas roster was on the injured injured list during the all-star game which makes sense because you don't want to play in the all-star game but like how am i supposed to like talk about this game when i don't even know who's playing for the atlas yeah um another thing to really consider you know heading into this weekend pretty much the weekend as a whole uh jordy weather reporting in here big old big old heat wave moving through the area so i mean saturday and sunday we're looking at you know 91 on saturday 93 on sunday uh so I mean, you talk about, you know, shortened field with, uh, you know, a shorter shot clock, you know, typically you like these games to be up and down back and forth. It's a tough ask for these guys, uh, especially with these smaller roster sizes, like the boys are going to be a little gassed and, you know, maybe, you know, I I guess that could work a a, a few ways, right? Like maybe just defensively, like you just have a few lapses. Maybe you're just not as quick to get out to guys because you're just starting to get a little bit tired or maybe, uh, you know, your, your passing isn't as crisp because guys are just getting, getting a little too gassed out there. So um, weather, I think could make a a pretty uh, significant impact this, this weekend, which is why, I'm going to do the crazy thing here. I'm going to fade my own brain. And again, I I don't know which way that either or any of these teams really are going to come out of the gate after having two full weeks, two plus weeks off of playing lacrosse together. Um, But I do like the under in this one, because I feel like these are two teams that um, I don't know, maybe the Redwood Redwoods are definitely a little bit more methodical. um, But I feel like if the Atlas just keep trying to run and gun, like they're going to wear themselves down, especially as the five o'clock game instead of being the later game. Um, So they're going to kind of wear themselves down a little bit, have to slow it down, get down to the Redwoods pace of play. That doesn't bode well for a ton of goals. So I like the under in this one. Um, And yeah, I I don't hate the Redwoods keeping it tight. Again, it's it's a, it's a fresh season. Um, They've already gotten curb stomp before, so they probably want to come back with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. Um, End of the day though, Atlas with or without Baptiste still just disgustingly loaded. I'm also with you on the under, because especially when you're talking about the Atlas wanting to play fast up-tempo, they are the number one offensive team in transition, right? But when you're looking at them in settled offense, they're number six. So what does that tell you? If you can't play fast, you're getting wiped out. They're one of the bottom three in the league settled offense. So that probably plays in favor for the Redwoods. So yeah, I I like Redwoods and the, uh, the under, and I think that was a great call in the heat wave. Also have to be a, a little a little worried about Jeff Teat. He is Canadian. Uh, also yeah. spent you know, also played his, his college ball in Cornell, so that's upstate New York. So, I mean, he's he's a cold weather guy. You know, put put him out there when it's you know uh, I don't know what it would be in, in Celsius, but uh, you know you as, as as soon as you get over like seventy five degrees Fahrenheit gets real crispy for the old Canadian. So we'll see how he uh, bodes well out there, especially as a long haired guy, right? That's going to weigh him down a little bit. Might have to see Jeff. T. Might have to see Jeff T get a buzz cut. during. Whoa, the whoa, 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 whoa. We, we, we're getting off the rails here. I don't Well, <laughs> come on. What's going on here? Uh, all right. So moving on to that uh, Saturday night game. So uh, yeah. So Redwoods Atlas, that game will be on ESPN two. Uh, you can also stream it on ESPN plus uh, the Saturday night game, seven 30, just available streaming on ESPN plus. We've got the whip snakes and the chaos. Uh, obviously this was a rematch uh, of the championship game when they faced each other in week one but also not really the chaos didn't have their full roster back. All those guys were still playing for the bandits. This will be the first time that we get like a true 
uh, rematch of that championship game. So chaos, they'll have all their guys back. Uh, Whip snakes, they'll have all their guys back. Zed will be back as well. First time that these two teams played, uh, I mean, chaos got out to a pretty hot start and then the whip snakes charged back uh, and they came away with that nine to eight win. If we're heading over to the barstool sports book, you can get uh whip snakes right now on the spread. They're uh, minus one and a half on the money line, minus one fifty nine. Chaos uh, plus 125 over or under on this one, pretty low, 22 and a half. Uh, so whips, they, they already got some of their revenge of that championship game in week one, if, if you want to call it that. Uh, but do you think that they get it going even more this time around? Or do you think that we finally get uh, this chaos team finally starting to piece some things together? They're one and four right now, but they are, they're one and no in their last, in their last one game. That's, that's that's the stats that you need to know. One to know in the last one, and they'll be one to know after this weekend. I, they're going to start the second half of the season right, get a dub over the Whip Snakes. I'm um, taking plus one and a half and the money line going under. Look, for week number one in Albany when the Whips and the Chaos played, that was the shell of the Chaos team. It was like kind of like we talked about, like the replacements, like kind of like you no, know, it was like they were kind of there, but not really. The defense still was, but a lot of the offensive players were missing. They got all those players back. I didn't necessarily think that the Whip Snakes looked that good. Um, so yeah, I think the chaos, they, they got to get it going. They're kind of in fight or flight mode. So I think that they pick up a much needed win against the whip snakes. Um, the under, I love whenever these two goalies burn and blaze play, I think that blaze kind of knows, like he knows when he has to step up and play his best. And I think we're going to get MVP blaze this weekend. Love the under love the chaos plus one and a half. And I like them to win plus one twenty five. Yeah. Um, I mean, chaos absolutely need to get this thing rolling out of the gates. Um, you know, especially like Andy towers, I feel like I say this all the time and then he, like he does and shuts me up like pretty quickly, but like, like there comes a time where you can't be like screaming until you're red in the face in the locker room at halftime talking about like dogs, taking shits on your lawn and, and like fighting kids in middle school. Like you can't, you can't be that guy and then come out and lose every game, right? Like if, if you're going to be that type of coach, who's a goddamn maniac and just like screams and punches walls and breaks down doors, it's got to come with some results or else it's just like, Hey, dial it back a bit. Uh, so if Andy towers wants to keep being the, the maniac that he is, he's got to get some more results. Uh, big win mm. over the whip snakes here. We'll, we'll get that done for him. Also big revenge game for, for AT. Uh, as coach Stagnita just blew his doors off in the, in the all-star game. So got to wonder little, little, little bit in the back of his mind there. I mean, coach Stags really, really ran up the score in that all-star game. So um, I, I can only imagine the halftime speech that coach towers has uh, dialed up for Fairfield when they're down by four goals heading into the heading into the third frame. We could also look at it as the chaos actually probably have had the most practice in this little lullaby because half their team won the 60s gold medal for team Canada. Um, so you, you have that to look at, but also when we're talking about towers and being the maniac, you know, yeah, you have to get some results, right? 2019, they were regular season champs. So you could be like, all right, you can hang a hat on that. Then in the, in the championship series, what, two years ago, there were went like over in team play and then made the championship. And then last year they were picked. What? What was it? Eight point two percent. Well, so that's that's no, what I'm I... saying. It, so my my point being, him screaming out into the void, and when they're losing, does it like in some sense? It's like when they're losing, maybe he should just keep doing it because it's only worked out for him. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I said like I feel like I say this every year, and then he oh 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 yeah, yeah. I didn't hear that part. after okay like, yeah yeah okay so so like yeah so like that's like that's been their MO where it's yeah. like, they suck, they suck, they suck. And then everyone counts them out like rightfully so. And then they turn, I almost I feel like they, hear it. they I just, just want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I, like if you're losing, go away. And yeah. and if you're winning, then it's awesome. Um, that's We've just talked the way, about this though. The way that the world works. We've talked about this before. Like, okay. Like it's, it's pretty definitive. Like, you know, three years into it, they've made two championships games and have one regular season championship, right? Like that's, I mean, I don't think there's any denying you're definitely one of the best teams in the league. 
But when you're right now sitting at one win, and if you go into the playoffs as the last seed and you have, you know, 12 year old fans that aren't picking you to win the PLL championship, just shut your fucking mouth. Yeah. Like, like everybody knows you, you can be good, but if you're not playing good, people aren't going to pick you. Like nobody's doubting you guys. People are just saying you guys weren't as good as you guys, we thought you were supposed to be. So that's where I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's, and, and again, it's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do it on purpose at this point. Like maybe it's like, they need like that. It's us versus the world mentality in order for them to like figure it out. And when everyone's like, Oh, the chaos is sick. The chaos are sick. Then they go out and they suck. Um, then they suck long enough. Everyone's like, Oh, you know what? Maybe they're not sick. And they're like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, how fucking dare you say that we're not fucking sick? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, fuck you. Like I got beat up in middle school. This guy's dog put this shit on my lawn. Go fuck yourselves. Like we're going to win us on three, you know? So, and, and that so. works <laughs> and that works out for them. So I, I guess, uh, I guess we'll see, but yeah, I, I like, um, I don't know. I, I, again, completely different season going into uh going into week seven here so i get jeff t just for oh by the way i I just want to say like obviously we're a little ways removed from this one but the jeff t one hand behind the back goal he scored the final goal of that gold medal game in sixes easily the most disgusting goal of the year Mm -hmm. I mean, that thing, I didn't even realize, and I don't think a lot of people even realize too, that he pulled that one-handed, um, yeah, uh, who, who threw him the ball? I think Dane Smith threw him the ball from like what would be the top of the box. He caught it like down kind of at like his knees almost, maybe even at his shins, just falling away from the goal, a little one hand over the shoulder behind the back, just puts it right over Jack Kelly's shoulder. That was nasty. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about Jeff Teeth though with the chaos. I'm, I'm because he's Canadian. Yeah, because he's Canadian. I mean, we all knew where your brain was going with that. Yeah. Um, uh, I have yeah, a question. But, uh, because we, we did talk about, though, with all those guys playing sixes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, they're, they're all coming in hot. They've got their gold medals. They're feeling good about themselves. So, uh, Dane Smith, Josh Byrne, and the boys going to be dialed. I, I don't know why I'm just thinking about this right now, but uh... – Curtis Dick Dixon, where is he? Um, he's on Twitter a lot. So wait, he's, I, so he's on I Twitter a ton. So I guess oh, that I just kind of grouped him in. Let me see. So yeah, I guess I just grouped him in with like the Buffalo Bandits guys for some reason. Well, but no, he's he's a, he's a Calgary guy. So he's but... not. He was. He's not on the Chaos roster. It says he signed through two thousand twenty-two. So I need to find. I'm gonna do. I'm going to put on my hint investigative goggles this weekend. Well, what, about, what about Tahoga as well? Well, he's on the roster. Right. But, but has he played? Did he play the other week? I think he either, he, I know he made like the 25 man or like, you know, okay. the, the, like, but I don't know. He's, I feel like Dixon was kind of one of the best players in that team. If you can't forget what it, like, oh, yeah. I, I mean, he, he's sick, but I, I just, I don't, I don't think he's playing this year which sucks and like also makes me change my opinion on the chaos a little bit, to be honest. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait on this. I'm going to investigate a little bit, find out why he's not playing. If it's probably just like a fuck across thing, that could be it. But um, yeah, I'm de- wow. I'm kind of mind blown. All right. Well, I'm still going to be rocking with the chaos in this one. Um, oh, same, 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 same. Yeah. 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 yeah at, 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 at I'm at very- like overall. Yeah, at, at the very least, uh, I like chaos plus one and a half, but scared money don't make money. Uh, chase the plus signs. I'm going chaos money line plus 125 on this one. Yeah, no, I'm with you on this. I like the chaos in this one. All right. That brings us into our Sunday games. Both of these games will be on ESPN2. Uh, unfortunately, I think I'll be... I'll either be in the Buffalo airport at the time that these get going, or maybe I'll be in the air on my way back to Philly from the Chicklets Cup. Uh, but Sunday at 2 p.m., we've got the Cannons and the Archers playing. Uh, these two teams, they met up in week three, and the Archers just ran away with this one, 20 to 9. Uh, speed bag the Cannons, just bent them over their knee, gave them a good old-fashioned spank and spank their bare butt balls and back. Uh, so Cannons coming into this one, definitely a tail tucked between the legs. 
Cannon's another one of those teams that are sitting at one and four on the year. Uh, if you go over to the Barcelona Sportsbook, uh, we've got Archers on the spread minus two and a half. Uh, money line, we've got Archers minus 210, Cannons plus 160, over under on this one set at 24 and a half. Uh, Archers almost would have hit the over on that one on their own the last time that these two teams met. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Cannons, another team that they need to get it going quickly here or else they, uh, they're 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 in jeopardy of not making the playoffs. I feel like they're probably already out on making that sixes tournament in the winter. So uh Cannons pretty much I'd I'd go ahead, I'd call this a must-win game for the Cannons. So if they lose, are you gonna say that they are the worst team in the league? Uh There, there's a chance this could be a hashtag Jordy was wrong game. Wow. A lot on the line here for me. And I also just don't see it happening for them. No, I mean, I, I can't, I said, look, just like, just like, you know how we talked about the, the PLL break makes you be like, Oh, they're kind of losing the groove as teams. You're kind of losing like that kind of present that like continuity. Same thing with the podcasting game. So you kind of forget the takes that we had a couple of weeks ago, but as a notorious Archers hater, like I've always been like, I think they're overrated and everything. They're going to do anything in the playoffs. I'm actually very high on this Archers team. I kind of, they kind of have a feeling about them this year where I think they'll make a deep, deep run. I think they're going to blow the doors off the cannons again. Um, I, well, that, that's I, the, the best way to run the take game is to just play all, just throw so many of them out there that all contradict each other. And then you're never wrong. Well, you, like last, like the 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 face off thing, like with Stephen Kelly, I was like, they're not going to win a, a playoff game with Stephen Kelly facing off for them. Like that's not an upgrade at all. And Nasio hasn't really done anything for me to be like, oh yeah, like that's the answer. But just the way that the, the offense is, I, I don't know how to really explain it because it's the same offense, I guess, that comes every single fucking year. But there is just a feeling where like they know that their time's running out and they're playing with a little bit more, like a bigger chip on their shoulder. They're not like doing the whole gimmicky shit, like, like celebrating a week two win and all that. But. And like, yeah, you're, I, you're really not going to get like, no, no offense, but like, you're probably not going to get a better year out of Will Manny than the one that you're getting this right year. Now, yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just like, you know, getting a little bit older. Like this is, I mean, this is a, a killer year that he's having. Uh, you've had two more weeks now for, for Grand Amet to get himself healthy. So I have to imagine that he makes, uh, an, an appearance here in the second half of the season. Um, so, Moore. I mean, yeah, I mean, Matt Moore is, is, like, is coming, he's coming into his own. I mean, he's, he, he was an all-star. Um, yeah. Either him or gray or was or Nick turn. Um, I see like, that's the thing. I don't even think it's close. I think it's like Matt Moore, no doubt about it. I, I, I know the numbers speak differently. I'd I probably that, say Matt Moore, Nick turn. No, like, that that's like the numbers you could talk yourself into any of the guys that you just named, but right. you're, you're telling me like I test and somebody like Nick turn plays X where the ball is always kind of in a stick where Matt Moore is playing like off ball dodging, like he has done way more. I think for the team can play attack and play midfield. Like to me, he was supposed, he should have been the number one pick in the draft. Can't really say they're wrong. The Chrome going with, with, with now and then getting Nick turn laid. But like, I, I think Matt Moore is, without a doubt, the best player in the draft, the best, best player in that grade since, like, fucking, he was, like, 12. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I do think, like, if if you're able to be, like, and maybe he he had, like, a little bit of uh, experience with this at Virginia, like, as soon as uh, Schellenberger came onto the scene. But, like, if you're used to being the guy on pretty much every team you've ever played for, and now all of a sudden you're thrown into a mix where I'm not saying he's a role player as like a, as like a slight on him, but it's just like, there are so many sick players on this Ar archers offense where it's just like, like he has his role. He's, he's going to be a shoot. I mean, he's, he's got one of the best shooting percentages in the league right now. So it's like make best of, of what opportunities you have. And like, that's just your role. And he's making the most out of that. And I feel like that's almost harder to do for a lot of these guys than going from being the guy yeah. on one team to then being like the guy on the, like finding like a whole new, like game for yourself. Um, pretty impressive. So yeah, I mean, Matt Moore is definitely 
definitely doing that. Um, I mean, it's like you're looking. So when you look at uh, who leads the league in unassisted shooting, right? Matt Moore is leads the league, eight goals and 16 shots for 50%. Amazing. You're looking at unassisted shooting. Who leads the league? Oh, in, in assisted shooting, sorry. Will Manny, 11 for 19, 58%. Like, that's going to be uh, – that's like the recipe for a good offense, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, hard, hard to disagree yeah, with that one. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I do. I, I really like this Archer's team. Um, tell you what, I, I didn't love watching Adam Gettleman play out in World really Sixes. Really, it really bothers me when goalies play out. It's like just sit in the fucking net, get shot on, quiet down. Like, can I can I say something? I'd be the best Sixes player of all time. Yeah, like, you you and every other goalie in the world. No, 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 Jordy, 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 Jordy. Not a single goalie no. who's ever played the game who doesn't always say to themselves, "Oh, I'd be sick if I played out. I'd, I'd be the best if I did this." I, I would be. I, no, like seriously, the, the, if you look. If you look at my lacrosse history, like if somebody needed to be a backup goalie like Gittleman, four sixes, I, I could play goal. Like again, this is like we're talking like I, like if there was like a sixes high school team, and I was in like my prime at fifteen, and there was a sixes team, I'd be on the USA U eighteen sixes team. I swear to God, I like I, the defense, entire tryout would just be every goalie who says that they're nasty. Defense, midfield. I played short stick D midi LSM. D defense. Like the only position I haven't played in lacrosse, and like I'm saying, like legitimately haven't played, like summer lacrosse in high school, I'd play these positions. I was watching sixes and I was like, yeah, no, like Adam Gittleman, I, I, I'm better than him. There's no doubt in my mind. I just think, I don't know, if, if you're bringing a, a Team USA to a world championships of a sport, probably shouldn't have a backup goalie out there playing, even if he does, like, okay. Well, um, please. What's up? What about Blaze? That's Blaze a plays goalie. Blaze plays goalie, and then he plays forward in box. Yeah, but he. Nah. You, I see. I, I think I totally like goalies. I get it. I get what you, like if you're like if you play goalie your whole life and like you've never played field, like it's just like it's like ridiculous to think you could step on the field and like play these positions. But like people think that goalies just like don't know how to hold sticks and like play offense, which is crazy to me. Like I think goalies have like very very good stick skills. Yeah, but it's I don't know. It's, I also think that goalies shoot. So I have this take: goalies shoot way harder. Goalies, it's a fact. Goal, yeah, go. Goal, I mean, goalies definitely can. Like they shoot faster than attackmen or many. Like when you see, because they also don't really know like the. Like I said, I said it with like Billy. Like when you get like a non lacrosse player or like someone that doesn't really know how to shoot, shoot it, and the way that it comes off the stick is so fucking weird that like the first couple of shots will rattle you. Yeah, I, I'd say that on average. A, a goalie probably shoots like at an at an above. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one one fifteen. Why sell yourself short? No, I, I'd say on average that a goalie probably shoots at an above average speed. Yeah, which um, is I don't know. Either way, I didn't like it. It rubbed me the wrong way. Um, also didn't help that USA just got shelled in that one, but I do think that Adam Gettleman still a great goalie. So, I mean, all, all you have to do is just get yourself enough saves where, um, I mean, I feel like as, as long as you're not letting more than like 12 get by you in a game, I think that this offense is, is going to really take care of you the rest of the way. Uh, so yeah, I, I love the archers in this one. And um, again, it, it feels like it was just so long ago. We don't even need to bring up the fact that I thought that the cannons had a legitimate chance of being somewhat decent this year. That was just like forever ago. Everyone's already forgotten about it. It's time to move on. That was no, like no, basically no, I, decades I ago at this point. No, no. So no one really, you know, it, it is what it is. The cannons stink. They're going to stink for the foreseeable future. It sucks uh, that, that a talent like Lyle Thompson is being wasted on this roster, but we're just not going to see them in the playoffs. Don't think I don't think that I I I have to wait for to see how the Water Dogs play out because obviously they 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 had some momentum going into the Fourth of July break but like you have to see if that carries over. I don't think I think that whoever like is right about this like if the Water Dogs finish last, you'll dance on my my grave. If the Cannons finish in last place, and like 
I think that it, 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 I might just go out on top. I'm going to go back to whatever episodes we've ever talked about that. And I'm just going to edit those parts out and then there'll be no, there'll be no evidence. You don't have the YouTube login. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yeah, so I, I think we're both leaning. I mean, I, I think Archer's minus two and a half here at plus plus one ten. That is, yeah. that's about as good as you're going to get in this game. Um, all right. And then the final game of the weekend, 4.30 PM. We've got uh, the Chrome taking on the Aqua Pups. Uh, first time that Chrome and Water Dogs played each other was week three. Uh, Chrome came out on top of that one, 17 to 14 on the Barstool Sportsbook. We've got Water Dogs. Uh, so they're plus one and a half on the spread. Chrome, obviously, minus one and a half there. Uh, money line, we've got Chrome minus 148. Water Dogs at plus 115. Over under on this one, set at 24 and a half. Um, and, and that's with, uh, I mean, you're giving Dylan Ward a couple more weeks here to see some shots in the field. Uh, so you have to imagine that he's going to be about as dialed as, as he can. Um, Sean Scano, the, the people's goalie 2.0 coming off of a, uh, of, of a nice all-star game performance. Um, so he's going to be feeling pretty confident heading into this one. Um, even though, uh, the, the, the milkman Connor Farrell and, and his boys just got pumped in, in that all-star game. So I can't imagine it was that fun. Uh, but yeah, so Chrome and water dogs, uh, both these teams, uh, you know, Chrome at four and one water dogs sitting right there in the middle at two and three Dukes, How you feel about this final game of the weekend? Yeah, no, it's the water dogs. There's no real doubt about it. Uh, look, I'm going to flat out say I think the water dogs probably have the best offense in the league. Um, I think they're the most well-rounded. Uh, they, they just i have been flowing very, very well, and I think that they're a team that nobody really wants to play right now. The defense, again, has been probably their strong suit last year. Now it's kind of – you have to kind of wait and see how they will react with or play with Dylan Ward back in cage. So look, I think you're getting a top tier goalie back. Uh, and I think the water dogs are only going to get better and better, but again, obviously you don't know how this, this little break is going to affect them, but I'm willing to bet that it, it doesn't affect them too much. I like the water dogs and I like, um, yeah, I just like the water dogs at plus one and a half on the money line. Yeah. Well, no, who's dude. Connor Kelly has been having, and he's going home. I, oh yeah, he is a he is a CT boy. Connor Kelly's been having a killer season. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like he's like I don't I don't know. Would you? I, I would consider Connor Kelly to be highly underrated. So, I think that when you look, wait, in what sense as a midi? Because when I look at the when I look at the ideal midfielder, I'm still looking at Zach Carrier. But when you're telling me who's the best shooting midfielder in the league or someone that's like, like a midfielder playmaker, like Connor Kelly, because Connor Kelly can bring it to X. Like, I don't know how, how rated do people rate him? Yeah, that that's another thing. I don't know. Like in my own brain, I underrate. Like that's in, in my brain. I underrate. Okay. Connor, I like Connor Kelly all the time, especially like, cause you know, he's a former Terp number one. And it's like, like you, you look at all those guys and he's sort of like a forgotten one almost. Okay. And again, this is all my brain. I, I don't know if this is like yeah. the general public consensus, um, but I don't know. Like he, he's just having one of those seasons where every single game I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like Connor Kelly is nasty at lacrosse. Like I can't believe I let myself forget about that. Did Jared Bernhardt wear one in 2019? Uh, so far back. I, that's what I'm saying, because it was Rambo, Connor Kelly, Jared Bernhardt, Logan Westnowskis. So you're just looking at basically like, oh, like three, three tour ton winners. And then like Connor Kelly got it kind of got th- like thrown in the middle there, which like he still was like very legit. Like if that phantom goal, like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's also like, no one could ever figure out like what position he played in college. Like he was always, Yeah, I think he's legit. Like, I think, I I think just like, I just think the water dogs are just legit. Even like sours, sours, the curse is done. Like like he clearly just like. And he's he's had a couple more weeks to get healthy. Exactly. 
Um, exactly. I will say the the move that he pulled off in the freestyle. I know that we were dogging the freestyle competition. That that was that one was was pretty tight. The I mean, just jump putting the stick through the legs through the air, like nothing crazy. But um, I mean that 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 was that was pretty smooth. I think that uh, yeah. I mean, you give him enough time to get even more healthy. Yeah, I. I don't know. Cause I, I've been dogging the dogs all season long. Um, but I do think that they can really have a, a strong second half of the season. Um, and Chrome was a team where I was just never big on to begin with. Um, and, and like, this is pretty much like exactly what you were talking about where it's like a team can really build up momentum in that first half of the season, but then you have, these two two and a half weeks off and that can just kill any shred of momentum you had i'm not saying that that's going to happen to the chrome like I, I still think that the chrome are in a much better spot than i would have anticipated them being in in the beginning of the year but i also like do i think that they're going to go four and one again in these last five weeks maybe not like maybe they go two and three here and they're still going to be a playoff team. They're still going to have a chance uh, to do something, but I, I just don't see them going wire to wire is basically what I'm saying. And I think that the, the water dogs can go on a nice little run here in the second half. So I do like the water dogs a lot in this game. Um, so I'll go ahead and water dogs plus plus one fifteen on the money line. I also just, again, I, I know that we talked about uh, Dylan Ward having some, some more chance at, you know, couple more weeks probably getting some more shots um but i still love the over in this game yeah the over under i didn't have a read on but um i do i, I love the water dogs um cool all right so yeah so four games this weekend um getting gonna, gonna be a hot one so if you're gonna be out there uh in in connecticut dukes i, I know that you will be mixing in a few Adult beverages, a few soda pops. It's gonna be hot out there, so maybe mixing some waters. Maybe uh, a what? Some, uh, I'm a water guy. <laughs> I am too. I love Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I thought you were gonna try to catch me saying like water, like the. Oh no no no! no. I was gonna say a what? Try. A what? I was like, yeah. I, I was gonna be like, I don't know what that is. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's quality quality joke on your end. Maybe mix in a few bio lights. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, get, get it going in Connecticut should be a really good turnout. Um, I mean, place loves lax, uh, Dan Arestia should be in the building. Hopefully as the dogs out, uh, um, also like this field is ridiculously nice. Good like, to know. I think this is, uh, for the TV viewer, this could be number one. I don't know how it's going to be set up, but, um, it's a beautiful field, beautiful venue. I think it's uh, going to be a mainstay for the circuit. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously Homewood is, is pretty sweet. Uh, I could, as much as I hate it because it's, it's, you know, Jerry, I, I, I think that uh, next week in Dallas could probably look pretty cool at the start Frisco, but that's, that's pretty high praise coming from you about, uh, about Rafferty stadium. So definitely be, definitely be on the lookout for that one. Uh, anything else before we close up shot for the week? Uh, obviously, you know, you probably have to go start stretching for shootout for soldiers. Well, it's a really tough a, one to say. Well, I'm going to go for probably like a six mile run today. Um, just get the legs a little bit loose. Something casual. Yeah. I mean, nothing to really brag about on a podcast or anything, but you know, like 10 K. Um, but you know, that's just like me. A lot of people aren't like me. There's nothing I love more than like getting like a quick three miles in and, strictly referring to it as a 5k oh the, the, the best because it sounds so much more legit sounds so much better because it's so, like if someone's like that's just 3.1 miles they're like that's not that crazy but then if you just say to someone that doesn't really know numbers yeah like they're like oh that shit you went seven miles today that's crazy <laughs> just just flip around the conversions a bit yeah yeah, yeah. oh sorry I just had two 5ks <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, uh, yeah, make sure that you guys are following us on social at the crease dive, both on Twitter and Instagram. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, do that immediately. Uh, all these episodes coming to you a day earlier on YouTube than they do on the podcast. So uh, a little incentive there, just, just smash that subscribe button. It actually costs $0 to do so. So uh, no charge on your end. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. Yeah.